You're listening to Moms Out Loud. You're tired? Tell me how you're tired. <laughs> what am Maybe I we should fill right? people in. Look at this baby. Do a spit. Do a spit. I feel way from the offer. It's fine. It's fine. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm Rachel. I'm Alexa. And we are the lovely ladies behind Moms Out Loud. So. <laughs> I'm like sitting here in my PJs and <laughs> in my Same. hair and my breast smells and I'm like, yep, lovely. I'm lovely. Hey, <laughs> we have a lot more to offer the world than our clothes and our breath. Okay. So <clears throat> anyways, so this week's episode, we're going to talk about things moms do that we hate. Yeah. Oh, man. <sighs> I know. And this feels scary to me because this is like one of those things where we say this and then it's like, never say never because then we're going to end up doing it. And then people are going to write in and be like, you guys are really mean. And it's like, yeah, whatever. So I know (laughs) I'm a little nervous. (laughs) I'm a little nervous. But I also feel like this stuff's kind of fun. This is the stuff like you talk about with your mom friends and you can kind of like argue about it a little if you feel differently, but you work through it or you can be like, yep, I hate that too. And I just feel like it'll be fun. And just listen to this with this mentality. Okay. If you ever are disagreeing or whatever, just think this good for you, not for me. Okay. So what I mean by that is if you're like, well, I really love that. Okay, well, then it's good for you, not for me. Or you really hate that. Okay, well, it's good for me and it's not for you, right? So just keep that in the back of your head. We don't all have to love everything the same or do everything the same way. Then the world would be really boring. So just um, we'll try and keep it lighthearted. Probably not going to be lighthearted. <laughs> yeah. But this. But yeah. Yeah. But this is. These are the things that. This is why. Like Rachel and I have two totally different personalities. But these are the things that we talk about that we do have in common. This is how we find mom friends. You know, like we don't always have to have every single one thing in common 100%. But these are things that our mom. Our little small mom group friends you know this is this is it so yeah and we are totally going to talk about stuff that like I have friends that I consider like close friends that do stuff on this list yeah and does that mean we're not friends no does that means I I would say to them hey what you're doing is wrong no probably not if they asked I would be like yeah I don't do it that way but you can do it however you want so um just keep that in mind uh, this doesn't mean we can't be friends if you do stuff on this list. Yes. This just means we don't like it. And you don't have to like <laughs> everything we do, and we don't have to like everything you do. And the world will still go round and round. So no, I like how you added go. that because I was like, you know, I do have close friends that will agree with me on all this stuff, but I do have a lot of friends that, that do won't. all this stuff, and I still love yeah. them. So, yes, yeah, so exactly. I'm glad you and it's that like, and we live in a really fun culture of everyone being like, you disagree with me? Canceled. Yeah. I hate you now. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, no, no, we can all live a little bit differently and still live in harmony, harmony believe it or not. So yeah. let's okay. jump Love in. It. Love it. <laughs> okay. Um, do you want to start? Yeah, sure. So the first cool. one that I was like, Ugh, this is like my number one hate is cry it out. When moms let their kids cry it out. I hate it. Yeah. And this kind of goes for all types of cried out. We don't really like cried out sleep training. 
so you guys probably already know that. But we also definitely don't like it when kid people just, like, ignore their kids crying or ignore, like, if you're babysitting a kid and you're ignoring them crying, like, no, the baby's crying. Pay attention to the baby, right? Yeah. Like, people don't usually just cry for fun, so... Yeah. It's not like, oh, they're just a baby. They need to cry to stretch their lungs. Like, what a load of bees, yeah. okay? <laughs> I know. So... <laughs> if you make just... my baby cry... I will hunt you down. <laughs> so yes. Just... And, and what we were talking about before the show was, just for an example, is church nursery. Okay. Yeah. Because I work in my church nursery. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, older ladies will be like, oh, like, let's wait for the baby to be crying for 15 minutes before we call the mom. 15 minutes of straight screaming? Mm-hmm. No. No. Because if I come to the nursery to pick up my baby when you ping me and it's been 15 minutes my baby's going to be red and splotchy and hyperventilating crying and i'm gonna be mad yeah so we're not gonna do that we're not gonna do that if a baby is in unconsolable you've you've given it a solid you know good old-fashioned try you've done the bouncing and the rocking and the soothing and the playing and everything you can think of and you still can't get him to calm down now it's time to calm mom because now it's her decision to make if baby's allowed to cry or not okay it's not yours yeah so yeah. No, no. Well, no, and no, I no. saw, yeah, I, yeah, I've had an experience in nursery where it's like the child literally barfed on themselves from crying so ha- hard, but the person in charge would not let us get the parents. And guess what? Those parents never came back again. Surprise, surprise. So that's not pleasant as a mom to come and be like, wow, my baby was crying the whole time and you didn't get me or even extreme which I know we just talked about on a previous episode like not consoling the child and just waiting for them to stop crying it's like no that doesn't happen that doesn't happen in my house don't do it to my kid so (laughs) yeah and honestly it just bothers me it's like did you not care enough about my child and me to think that I should have gotten to make that call yeah because uh, I've just heard this argument where it's like well the mom needs time in church and it's like yeah she does okay but she can have uninterrupted church service time when her kids aren't in nursery anymore I'm sorry okay because those are her babies and she gets to make that decision not you so you better ping me and if I'm like oh they're okay like they can cry for a little bit yeah that's my choice not yours so yeah anyways I don't want to talk about that anymore because I'm annoyed (laughs) oh well okay so I wanted I wanted to give a shout out to someone though it came across my feed the other day and it's her Instagram handle is move with true love and she made this reel about if you pick up your if you pick her up every time she cries, she's going to think you'll always be there. That was the quote. And then she yeah. was like, I think that's the point. So <laughs> and yeah. it is the yeah. point. It's like, I don't care if my kids think that I'm going to be there all the time or that they need me all the time. That makes confident, independent children that th- knowing that their mom is going to be there every single time that they cry. That's fine with yeah. me. I, we practice what some people like to call like attachment parenting and people say that like it's a bad thing (laughs) and it's like, oh, that's so weird that I want my kids to like feel safe in my presence and that I'll always be there for them. Yeah. No, that's not (laughs) weird. I mean, that's how I felt with my parents. You know, my parents were the type of parents where if for some reason I, let's say this didn't happen, but they always told me if you end up in a situation that's no bueno and you shouldn't be there for whatever reason. Like, let's say I snuck out, went to a party and I was drunk. I could call them. They would come pick me up. No questions asked. 
they wouldn't ground me, scream at me the whole time home. They'd make sure I'm home safe. The next morning we would have a talk, but it wasn't like I knew they would be there for me. I knew they cared. I knew they had my back and I knew that I was allowed to make mistakes and they would still love me and be there for me. So not saying there wouldn't be any form of punishment, but just like I, it's like, wouldn't you want your kids to know they can call on you and you'll come? Yeah. You know? So yep. it's the same. Same, same. All right. We've talked so this one next. to death. Next. <laughs> yeah. So this one is like just a like little small snippet, but it really irks me when people give their baby cold formula. Mm-hmm. Formula says on the box that it's supposed to be heated up because it's made in a factory that could be contaminated by a bajillions of disgusting yeah. things. And so you are supposed to heat it up so that that bacteria gets killed. And the safest form of for- formula like without bacteria is like the pre-mixed liquid ones. But let's say you do the powder, you're supposed to heat it up. Okay. I know it's more convenient <laughs> to just put it in the cold water. Shaky, shaky. Here you go, baby. Well, here you go, baby. Here's a bunch of bacteria. No, yeah. heat it up. Okay. That's yeah. all. <laughs> I know. All. And I think moms go by the policy. It's like so many people do it and everyone's okay. But some kids are not okay. And so those are like the kids that you're like, well, and then moms would be like, I wish I knew. And it's like, well, you knew. You had to know. Now you know. There we go. If you didn't read the box, <laughs> you should have. And if you didn't, now you know. Cool. Yeah, there we go. <clears throat> and speaking of unwarranted advice, we also <laughs> hate unwarranted advice. <laughs> I love it. Because it's just like, you know, whenever you have an opinion, it's like, and then now we're putting it on a podcast. It's like, yeah, obviously we're giving advice that we hate unwarranted as well. advice. We have that all the time. Every single mom has been given advice that they don't want. And if you've never been given advice that you don't want, I don't know, maybe you just don't have an opinion on anything, right? Well, I'm going to give like a really basic example of something that I think is annoying, okay? I've had this happen to me multiple times and it happened with my first and it really bothered me. And now that it's happened with my second, I literally could care less because I feel confident in my mother mothering, you know? Yeah. But my forest not forest roland was born in the south we lived in the south it was hot okay in the south it's hot you get it yeah so we took him to church in his clothes and he was wearing like a long sleeve onesie and pants but he didn't have socks on because it's hot okay and i think baby shoes are dumb personally if you like them that's cool they're cute and all but they're expensive and they don't walk on them so i don't do that um but he didn't have socks on and i had people passive aggressively say to me oh mommy my feet are so cold like talking like they were the baby yeah (laughs) and it's always it's always old ladies okay it's always old ladies and I want to be like girlfriend your kids didn't even sit in a car seat so why don't you calm down (laughs) that's it but (laughs) but it's just like one of those things where it's like I've had a lot of people be that like oh cold tootsies and it just it's it's glued in my brain it's ingrained in there that phrase Mm -hmm. cold tootsies and I'm like how dare you try to make a first-time mom feel bad that her baby wasn't wearing socks on a 70 degree day it was 70 degrees okay yeah so I think his feet were okay I think he would have survived inside the building that we were in okay yeah so it's just like one of those things where it's like are you helping or hurting are you helping or hurting right so I mean and I have something bigger I mean again and we can edit this out if we feel like the episode's too long but um so my parents have always been really into giving me I mean I think we all have that with parents 
just unwarranted just like so with Eric we have a hard time and they've they've always just told me you're not consistent Alexa you're not consistent that's why he misbehaves blah 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 blah. and I've always felt really crummy about it like man I'm a whore like I don't discipline the way my parents want me to discipline and of course I'd never just do it just because they said but it's just one of those things that just makes you feel so bad when people are really looking at you and thinking like you're just not doing it right you should do it this way and I really don't want to do it that way or I would have been doing it that way and um and so on and so forth and then we find out like there's other things going on with Eric like anxiety and things like that and then now my parents have to you know put their foot in their mouth like oh well it wasn't you it was you know these other things so I'm just like man if everyone just kind of kept to themselves and minded their own business that would be super great yeah yeah I have I have examples like that from my family too and I'm not even going to get into it because we know they know anyways but yeah it is just hard when it's like oh we're all trying to find our own path as parents. Yeah. And sometimes that means doing it differently than our parents did. Generally, it means doing differently than our parents did. Yeah. And does that mean that we think they did a bad job? No. But that means we want to do it different. Yeah. And so don't tell us how to do it because if it works so well for you, like maybe your kids would be better as adults. <laughs> so. <laughs> Anyways. <sighs> moving on. Yeah. <clears throat> Which kind of segues into this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is parenting, people parenting your kids for you, in front of you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So, like, just a small example of this is, like, I guess, oh, so, like, well, actually, I don't want to give that example. You give an example. I'll give an example, and (laughs) I don't know if they listen or not. Um, I love you guys. You know who I'm talking about. Um, But I went to a park the other day with a friend and this friend started putting his rules on his kids onto my kids. And so this specific rule I was not going to enforce at the park. And it was not one that I had ever told my kids in their four to seven years of life. And so I finally just had to say, listen, I don't want to enforce that. It's okay if my kids do that. But it kind of It was like, oh, man, is this happening? Do I have to really speak up? Because I really don't want to. I mean, I'd rather just let parents, you know, do like if they want to help me parent my kids like safely and be like, oh, hey, let me help. But if you're creating more work for me and I'm here at the park and my kids are just having a good time, then no, we're not going to do that. So I hope that makes sense. But no, it does. And I the only thing I wanted to add to it was. What I do in this situation, just to give people an idea of, like, an option to kind of, like, set, like, (laughs) not necessarily set a boundary, but let someone know, like, you don't care about what they're trying to enforce. (laughs) Because I do this sometimes because, like, I was at the park the other day and this dad was, like, telling his son, like, oh, we don't climb trees. And, (laughs) like, we do. (laughs) Like, I encourage my kids to climb trees. And I was just like, oh, like... I don't care if you don't when he was like looking at me about Roland yeah. and, it, and he like, so he basically knew that like I didn't care. And if he wanted to make it a big deal and care, like he was allowed, but then he would be the one stressing and like being annoying, not me. Yeah. So that's kind of just like my way of being like, yeah, I, I see that you're like being weird about that for some reason, even though it doesn't matter literally at all to me. Yeah. Um, I'm cool with it if you are, because that doesn't matter. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Yeah. And it, yeah. yeah. And it, it's just, it's just realizing that your roles and while, and I think we had talked about this beforehand, it's like, if it's something that is easy to say, Hey, your friends aren't allowed to do this. So let's just not like do this while we're with them. We're with them. Um, yes, some yeah. situations call for that, but these situations like don't climb trees. I mean, who makes up these rules? Like, I don't know who's, so who has rules like that with your kids. I'm like, I don't know. I'm not going to give that rule. So people who grew up where it was illegal to climb trees. Where? I don't know, right? Where? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm in California. <sighs> and so that's why, yeah. like, Lael, when I came home and I was like, is that a thing now with parents? And, um, and he's like, you know, we're in California now, Alexa. Like, you'll never know, like, how many... I'm sure there's lots of rules for kids that we don't put on our kids. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Maybe it's like city yeah. versus country living. And it's just, there's just this, this, this difference, you know? So. Yeah. It's also just like rule keepers versus rule breakers. I know what I honestly think it is, is people who want to be weird and like uphold rules for no reason. Yeah. You know, where it's like, is that, is that rule worth it to you? Is that role so important to you? Like, I, I was around someone recently who I taught the kids how to, like, draw on the window in the condensation. Yeah. You know? And it really bothered them. And instead of, like, telling me, like, hey, I don't let my kids do that. Like, can you not have them do that? She stepped in was like, we're not going to do that because we're going to have to clean the windows, blah, blah, blah. Stop touching them. Like, and I, and so I was like, okay, you're weird. And I was like, sorry, Rolly. Like, she doesn't want you to touch the windows because she's insane. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't say that part, but I was like, sorry, she doesn't want you to touch the windows. So we're not going to touch the windows here. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But it's just one of those things where then for the next, however long I was there, I kept having to be like, we can't touch the windows. We can't touch the windows. Yeah, we can't touch the it's windows. stressful. Because she made it a bigger deal than it needed to be when maybe we just cleaned the windows after because it didn't matter or maybe we just don't clean them at all because it doesn't matter yeah. um, but it's <laughs> yeah. just one of those things where like some people like to have like really harsh rules mm-hmm. and make everybody's lives really hard for no reason and I don't choose to do that so yeah that's that so moving on from that one we are going to talk about the other mom swoop and my example for this is like when I have family visiting ones that have been moms in particular before me, my kids will have something happening, a reaction, a boo-boo, a this, a that, you know, and they just like swoop in and parent them for you, even though you're right there. And you probably would choose to parent them differently. And they still just swoop in and they're like doing it their way. And you're kind of like, hey, like that's cool and all, but we don't do it like that. And I'm right here. So why don't you let me handle my kids? Yeah. 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 And I have an extreme example for this. I have uh, moms that like when my kids fall down, you know, they want to like pick them up. If they see me not doing it, they kind of give me a dirty look and like pick up my kid for me. Like, oh, I'm obviously not caring enough for them. Um, But funny thing is like Angela has seizures sometimes after she falls. So don't pick her up. Like, don't pick her up. Like, unless you want her banging into your head. So it's one of those (laughs) things that it's like for safety. I don't pick up kids after they fall, like for safety reasons. Um, What if they hit really hard? Like there was one of my friend's kids hit really hard off a play set. And I'm sorry, you're not supposed to move a kid until you know that they can move on their own. So yes, this is just a safety thing, too. And so when Angela falls, I don't care what it is. I run to her. But if I can get to her. 
but I just don't grab right away. I kind of just see how she's feeling, you know, and kind of just hold her, you know, on the floor if she starts seizing. So um, these are just things that I'm like, please don't come and swoop up my kids. I mean, one for an overreaction, um, because what yeah. if they're not even bleeding or anything? And then they could have just gone off and played and it had not been a big deal. But you made it yep, a big deal. Yep. And yep. second, just for safety. I mean, come on now. So, <laughs> yep. I anyway, agree. I agree with that. So moving on, getting vaccinated without any research or just kind of doing whatever the pediatrician told you to do. I hate it. That's like one of my biggest pet peeves when moms are moms are like, well, the pediatrician told me so. And I'm like, I don't care. The pediatrician could tell me to like walk off, the, walk off a bridge and I wouldn't do it just because he's my pediatrician. And I had a pediatrician tell me that my kids were too skinny and to start feeding them fried foods. And I left that appointment laughing. Yeah. (laughs) What? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, what? This is ridiculous. I'm obviously not going to do whatever my pediatrician tells me to do. You know, it's like us as moms, we're in charge of our kids. And we're also in charge of researching because guess what? I had asked a pediatrician once about a certain vaccine. Um, so he had basically told me that my kids needed the chickenpox vaccine. I've had chickenpox and my pediatrician could not convince me that my kids were going to die from chickenpox because me and everyone else growing up with me had chickenpox parties. And I was like, I'm sorry, you can't convince me that my kids are going to die from it. So is there any other research you want to give me? And he hands me a pamphlet. And I said, I'm sorry, do you have anything other than this pamphlet from whatever college? Um, Because I'm reading the CDC research right now. And so can you, you know, be on the same page with me? And he literally had no idea what to say. And I'm like, okay, so if I listen to everything the pediatrician told me to do, um, I don't know where my kids would be right now. If I gave my kids antibiotics every single time the pediatrician gave me antibiotics for some random thing, I, I don't know how my kids' immune systems and gut health would be at this point in their life. There's things that is, yeah, you're just like, pediatricians are there to give you a good sounding board to give you like this is my experience this is what we can do moving forward they're there to help you but they're not there to be your god or your parents well so also not every pediatrician takes a lot of time with you to learn your full family health history yes And so, for example, the MMR, if you go on the CDC website, it says if your family has a history of autoimmune disease, you should not get the MMR. Yeah. And so I knew that from reading it off of the CDC's website. And I went to Roland's whatever appointment and they were like, "Okay, today we're getting the MMR. And I said, "Um, I don't think you're supposed to get that. And they're like, well, yeah, it's on the schedule. And I'm like, yeah, but the CDC website says be due to our family history we're not supposed to do that because of xyz and so we looked at it together and she was like oh you're right I didn't know you had an autoimmune disease and I was like because you didn't ask so it's just it would have it would have she like just helped educate me that it would have raised the likelihood of my children getting autoimmune diseases because of receiving that vaccine and she thought it wasn't medically necessary because of that medical history that I was able to inform her of. So it's just one of those things where they not necessarily, I'm not saying that they are trying to harm your child, but they can't know everything about everything all the time. They just can't, they just can't. So, you know, they're still learning just like we're still learning. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't come in equipped with that knowledge from the CDC website that I needed to know about my family's health history to share that with her, 
I could have harmed my child. So yes. it's just one of those things where you need to research and you need to be, be able to say, I made an informed decision for my child. So yes, that's that. Exactly. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. So next. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of, <laughs> speaking of doctors. Yes. <laughs> and it's not, I want to just preface we, I take my kids to the doctor. Like, Angela has so many doctor's appointments, specialist doctor's appointments. I mean, we're in the doctor field. We do medicine. We're not against, like, pharmaceuticals. Like, there's so many things that we have to do just with the lifestyle with Angela. And we take yeah. very good care of her. But there's these things that it's like we need to be thinking about these things as a parent, too. There's so many things that I have stopped and taken better care of Angela. And the doctors are like, Thank you for doing your research and being on top of that, or we would have done X, Y, Z, and that would have been bad for her. You know, so parents need to be there. And that's, I just wanted to preface that for this next, next one. Yeah. Too. And I think, and I think that was important. So the next one is going to the emergency room for every little thing. Yeah. And this is a, a big one, especially for first time parents. And we always pick fun at it. Okay. Um, but I just remember like when my stepmom had my sister, so that was like her first baby, my sister Maya, any little thing we were in the ER for. Yeah. Maya bumped her head, ER. She had a cough one day, ER. Runny nose, ER. A fever that was like 99.1, yeah. ER. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, <laughs> it's just one of those things where it's like as you become a more experienced parent, you know, because maybe you already made those trips and they rolled their eyes at you and said, we can't do literally anything for that. Mm -hmm. Please go home. Yeah. Um, or they might say, we can't do anything for you. Here's an antibiotic for no reason so that you feel better. And that's also not awesome. So yeah. it's just one of those things where it's like, as you become a more educated parent or just like the more you learn about like basic health, you can make decisions like, should I go to the ER or not? I mean, I'm very fortunate because I have a lot of family members who work in the medical field. So I would just like text them, like, does this warrant a hospital visit? And they'd be like, is the bone out of the skin? Yeah. No. You know, <laughs> yeah. is the, is the bump in versus out? No, you're good. Stuff like that, where it's just like, if they're not lethargic with like a 101 fever, no. So... Yeah. Um, I just, I don't, I don't know if that has to do with experience as a parent or just like trust and like knowledge of that kind of stuff, yeah. like in yourself as a parent, but, um, your baby probably doesn't need to go to the ER for a small bump. Just saying. So, yeah, I think fevers are like, fevers are like the big one for me. And it's one of those things that fevers are good for your child. Like they're, they're good yeah. for it. So the minute... Uh, I have mom's mom friends text me and it's like, should I take them? I'm like, first off, if they're not lethargic, why are you taking their temperature? And secondly, the minute you go there, they're going to be giving you your child Tylenol. And unless they have not had fluids for over three days, they're not going to be IVing your child. So um, which is an experience that I have had with my kid where it's like I don't usually take my kids in. But guess what? They're barfing. They're lethargic. They've had a really high fever for days now. I take them to the ER and the ER still doesn't do anything. Um, so it's one of those things that if your baby has had a fever for like two hours to 24 hours, it's like maybe wait it out a little bit longer, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So anyway. Yeah. 
I think fevers are a huge misconception because people think, oh, it's a fever is bad, but a fever is your body's way of fighting off an infection. So it's really necessary. It's really good. And your body physically makes you rest. Yeah. It's amazing. Your body is so smart, guys. It's like, hey, you're doing too much. You have this infection. We're making you sleepy. You need to rest. Yeah. Like we're making you feel yucky. So you need to take it easy. And if you just like do this really radical thing of like listening to your own body, then you get better. It's so weird. Yeah. It's really weird. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. But. I think, I think we're kind of just scared. We're in like the scare culture. It's like, if we don't th do things exactly how everyone else wants us to do it, then they're going to call neglect and they're going to call CPS or something like that. It's ridiculous. It's, it's one of those things that it's like, what do we do with fevers? Like as adults, do we run to the ER? No, you know? So why are we treating kids, uh, fevers so much different? So, um, yeah. it's just like that. It's just big brother looking at us, you know, <laughs> that's how I feel about it. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Anyway, anyway. All right. Moving on. This one's a hard one. This one's like a hard one to explain because Rachel has different experience, but I always have books with me, like one book, two books, like hanging out with me all the time at the park. And I have moms that just go, oh, are you going to school? Or, oh, are you a teacher? And I'm like, no, I like to read. I hate it when people assume that just because I have a book in my hand, I am something that I am not. It's like, shouldn't we all be reading? We should all be reading. And I think that just kind of goes into the research for, um, like, researching for our children. It's like I do. Sometimes they are pretty, like, research-intensive books. But that doesn't mean that I'm a doctor or in school to be a doctor. I'm a mom. I have kids. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> so. Yeah. And, and, and I was talking to Alexa about this ahead of time because it's – I haven't had that same experience. I mean, but, like – my whole family is readers. My dad loves to read. He's getting his master's in fine arts of poetry. So he's like super into reading and writing. Always has been. He's an, like a history slash English major. And then like my mom, my whole life before bed, she'd be reading. She didn't watch TV before bed. She read. And so it's just like I grew up with people reading. So it's a big part of my life. And so I never really think about the fact that people don't read because everyone around me does like Luke and I read my parents read most of my friends read obviously Alexa reads so and I'm, I'm grouping her in with the friends I'm not saying Alexa not my friend reads. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just don't think that's necessarily my experience but maybe it's because I don't read much at parks because I really have to watch my kids because they're little yeah so I do listen to audiobooks at parks though but people wouldn't necessarily know that by a headphone sure so um, maybe that'll happen in the future, but yeah, if you don't read, like you're missing out, so you should read. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in this kind of, I moved this one up too, but this kind of segues into tablets and how we do not give our kids tablets and we, and I'll just say I, instead of talking for you, but I just hate when, when parents, it's like the tablet is the full-time nanny. You know, and I, it, I can't do it. I can't do it with my kids. I think that parents look at me and think, "Wow, you're creating more work for yourself." And re in reality, I'm like, "Yeah, maybe I am," but I don't want my kids just zombing in front of the tablet. And then, well, and then we had this one, we had this one instance where my son wanted to play with someone at this. We were at a 
an indoor play area thingy. And, and I, we were waiting for appointments and there was not an indoor play area. I don't like indoor play areas, but it was like a little play set area at a doctor's office. And my son was looking at this other kid and was like, hey, let's play. And the kid just kind of looked at him weird and then kept playing on his tablet. And I was like, oh, my gosh, w- play, play with each other, you know, and it was just really it was just really sad to see that. That they'd yeah. rather play on their and, tablet than play with each other. So, <laughs> Well, so I I want to speak about this a little bit because I will say this is, and Alexa knows this, but this has been one of my biggest struggles as a mother, I think, because when I went through like my bout of depression and then after I had Forrest and it was really hard for me for a little while, Roland became very dependent on um, a backup phone. Mm-hmm. So I had, I got a new phone. He wasn't allowed to use my new phone, but my old phone was connected to Wi-Fi, and he was allowed to use that because we don't actually have a TV in our house at all. So on like, let's be honest, a small phone, pretty much the same as a tablet. Okay. <laughs> and, um, I'd always have people offering like, well, let me just get him a tablet. And Luke is the one who's like, no, no tablets allowed. We're not doing that. And Luke has always been super against him using the phone too. But I will say there has been times in my motherhood when I needed it Mm -hmm. and I don't regret using it when I needed it. I still don't love it. Okay. I I wish I wasn't so dependent on screen time as I have been at some points in my mothering journey. I, and I'm embarrassed about it. I don't think I need to be, but I am. Okay. But at the end of the day, it made my kid a monster because then every day he'd wake up and he'd decide, okay, I want the phone. And I'm like, um, no, it's 7am. You don't get the phone at 7am. And then it'd be a whole big thing. And he'd constantly be asking for it. And when I'd be like, okay, we need to put it away for the day. He would freak out. And it's like, why am I giving him this thing that is, I'm watching his imagination dissipate before my eyes. He no longer feels comfortable playing on his own because he doesn't have an imagination anymore. He no longer knows how to be bored. He only will let me do anything ever with a phone. And it made me so sad because I did that. I did that to him, you know? Yeah. And then I, I've slowly been working to kind of just get out of that, like get out of, so we, the phone is off the table. It's not an option. We now have a backup like laptop. So if he, if I ever want to put on a show for him, like that's still an option, but I have full control over like where it is, when it's used, what's watched versus like the phone, he could switch what he was watching. It's been a journey in itself, but I do agree with Luke. And because Luke feels so strongly about it, like our kids will never have a tablet. I don't, I don't want to like totally like mom shame people. I don't want people to feel super shamed by this because I want people to know that I have been there and I have used and abused it like a lot, but at the same time, I want to do better and I'm doing, starting to do better. And I see so many improvements in his attitude and how he is able to be bored and play by himself. And even how he interacts with his little brother since we've cut down on screen time. And so I love TV. I'll always love TV. I'm a big TV person. We're always going to watch TV. Okay. But It's no more, here's the phone slash tablet babysitter because you're too much for me. And I just, I felt so guilty about that for a long time because I used it. It was an, it was an escapism method of mine to escape the realities of what being a mother was. And you know what? It's work. So yeah, here I am 
jumping back in, accepting what it is and hoping and praying and getting to reap the benefits of just weaning him off of that because it changed his personality and I didn't want that for my child. So, um, we're anti-tablet now. you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think, uh, I love that you shared all that, like no judgment. It's like, and you shouldn't be embarrassed about it. It's like, it's one of those things or shame for it or whatever. It, it's one of those things that like, La Tyler broke his leg. And so he was, he was sitting down for three weeks and so I'm like, okay, here's my phone, dude, because I don't, I can't entertain a, a broken leg all day long. <laughs> so, so he he was, and now we're kind of coming out of that of like, sorry, no, you can't have my phone all day long. That was just for when you had a broken leg. So, attitude has changed for sure, and it's like we're trying to get right back into into that. But I think that there all it also is a difference with like every kid having their own tablet. I think that it's so normal now for every kid to have their own tablet. And there's a difference between sharing and having an individual thing going. Because my kids will watch TV here, like, especially now that, like, we're, if we podcast, my kids are watching TV in the other room. They have to decide on a show together and they're watching a show together. They're, like, making breakfast together. And, you know, and there's this camaraderie that goes along with it that they're not just completely zoned in into their own little world. You know, so just kind of pointing yeah. that out as well. It's like, yeah, none of us are yeah. perfect. We do things that are convenient for us. If mom needs a break, mom needs a break. Uh, but like kind of just thinking about these things instead of just going along with everything. Well, like, well, so-and-so has a tablet, so my kid can have one. Or so-and-so has a phone, so my yeah. kid will have one. You know, like, no, just think about it for a little longer and find what works best for your child. So. Yeah, and I really do have an issue with them having, like, their own thing because it's, like, then they're, like, well, it's mine. I can use it. And it's, like, actually, yeah. I paid for it. You'll use it when I say you can use it. Right. So that's not even an issue if they don't have a their own this or that. Yeah. You know? Yep. So that's just – that's how that works in my mind. So even though, like, Roland used to use that backup phone, we called it mommy's phone. Yeah. <laughs> so that he knew it was mine. It wasn't his. So – um. I know that doesn't really make it all that much better, but it kind of did in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. Anyway. The next one is people cussing in front of your kids. I love it. And <laughs> uh, it's so hard because, like, people slip up sometimes if they're used to slip kiss. Okay, cool. If they're used to cussing and they're not around your kids. And then usually once they catch it, they'll stop and do better. And it's like, okay, cool. You're a human. I get it. I mean, I don't slip up, but that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it's also like when you're in a restaurant or something like that in public where people just don't have any awareness and they're just like cussing like sailors at a Applebee's. Applebee's a family restaurant, okay? It's not cowboy, bar, whatever, you know, marine town, okay? Yeah. Like pay attention to your surroundings, watch your mouth, yeah. okay? So or I just have a hard time with that. <laughs> I was going to say, or Gunny Rockwell's going to come after you in public. <laughs> So, yeah. like, seriously, well, like, my husband will start yelling at them. In the, he has done it. Like, we've been in a grocery store before and some young Marines just, like, being rowdy and cussing up a storm. And our kids are standing there. And my husband will turn around and go full gunny on you. Like, that's because it's not appropriate. And so, anyway, just watch out. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny because, honestly, those people who slip up usually around my kids are my parents. Oh, that's so funny. And I have to be like, guys, you didn't cuss when I was a kid. Well, okay, my mom did. But my dad and my stepmom didn't. And now they want to cuss. It's like, no. Okay? Stop. So it's just one of those things where it's like, I know once you have, ba- like, babies out of the house, maybe it's easy to get back into old, like, marine habits or whatever. But... Just please be mindful and thoughtful. Maybe we don't want our kids to know that word just yet. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I yeah. actually had to tell somebody, it was an adult, and I had to tell her, like, listen, you say, so what she was saying was, oh, my God, all the time. Yeah. I hate that. I'm yeah. like, we, and I had to tell her, I said, we consider that a cuss word. Like, my son considers that, like, the worst cuss word. I will, I would say the F word before I say that. Like, that's just, like, in our house, that is just not something no. we say. And I had to say it because we were around her a lot. And um, this is just something that we just stop, you know? So just being conscious yeah. of th- your surroundings and what other people, maybe if we're not saying it, that's maybe the the verbiage that maybe you shouldn't say. I don't know. So, yeah. And and we're not saying, like, we have never cussed in our whole lives. Um, that would be a lie. And also, I am the yeah. queen of fake cussing. I'm the queen of it because I'll stub my toe and I'll be like, freaking frack. And <laughs> Roland will be like, freaking frack. And then I'll be like, oh, man, yeah. you know, because that's not what you want. And obviously, that's fake cussing. And when I was a kid, I totally would have gotten in trouble for fake cussing. But I figure yeah. it's better than the real thing. So you win I, some, you lose yeah. some. Yeah. Well, and I, and I think, too, yeah, I like that you pointed out. It's not that we've never cussed in our lives. I actually have a really bad habit of, like, when I get really angry, things slip out of my mouth that I'm, like, I have to repent for afterwards, and I have to repent to my children, and I have to be, like, I'm sorry, you know this is a bad word. I think just more so in public, it's, like, know your situation. Obviously, like, we're not, we're not, like, cussing left and right, and this isn't appropriate. It was something that I had to apologize for. So, um, I don't know. I kind of see this as an example, too. It's, like, one of my friends... One of my best friends, she smokes and she'll never smoke in front of me or my kids. And I'm like, you know, you know, like I'm not going to be a Scrooge about whatever you do. Like you can do whatever you need to do. You're an adult and my kids know what smoking is. It's not a big deal. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do that to you. I can be polite. It's it it is what it is. And I just that really impacted me because I was like, that's really thoughtful. Thank you. You know, she didn't have to not light up a cigarette when we were with her for a full like 12 hours you know but it was just considerate and it was nice that people think of other people before they do things so and it's one of those things where people will be like well I can do what I want I'm a grown-up and it's like yeah you can but I can also choose to not have my kids around you then so right just like I try to be courteous about stuff around other people and their preferences and likes and wants too so I hope people who respect me can do the same so yeah that's that but speaking of respecting people (laughs) another thing that we really dislike is parents who are like overtly yelling and demeaning like towards their kids in public and it's like okay sometimes if your kid's running away towards the street you yell okay I get it I'm not saying never yell in public but I'm saying like when you're at the park and there's a mom who's like yelling very wildly where you can tell she does it a lot, okay? It's like a little too much. And she's like talking down to her kids in front of people, in front of other kids, their peers, in front of other moms. And it's like, dude, that's your kid. Like, don't talk to him like that. Like, you want to build up your kids. You don't want to like 
make them just feel like garbage, they're not going to forget that. They're not going to forget that feeling that you made them feel. And, you know, your kids deserve better. So, yeah. Well, yeah. And I know we've talked about this in a previous episode, but it's like, I, I am not perfect. I am far from perfect. Um, but there's things that I think about before I say them to my children, especially in public. If I want them to respect me and be respectful of me in public and, and treat me with respect, I need to do the same to them. So me saying like, I can't believe that. Why are you being so stupid? This is, don't be a dummy, you know, um, or you're going to get a spanking when you get home, blah, 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 blah. And then just like embarrassing them unneededly when in reality I could have pulled them aside and been like, listen, listen, bud, this isn't how you talk to me in public. And I give you a lot more respect. Um, so you're, and I expect the same back. And, you know, if you continue this, you know, you're going to get a punishment when you get home. But please don't please don't escalate this situation. And that was all done in private, you know, and and quietly. And then he got the point, you know, it's like, okay, I I'm the one that's going to have to leave the park or do like there's going to be some sort of punishment if I continue. But I don't have to embarrass him during it. So I couldn't agree more. I think that was it. That was all I wanted to say on that. Because I've, I've had moms tell me, like, wow, Alexa, like, you speak really nicely to your kids. You know, um, you've really convicted me. I'm like, you know, I'm not perfect. I know that in my home, it's a different story. Like, sometimes they make me really angry, and I raise my voice a lot more than I want <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah. But, you know what? In, yeah, public, we're human. in public, like, I can give them that. Like, if that would embarrass me. I remember things happening to me as a kid where it's like, man... I can't believe they said that in front of so-and-so, you know? X, Y, Z. Yeah, yeah. And we want better for our kids. So just definitely, like, people treat kids like they're just like this other species. Kids are still humans, okay? They deserve respect just as much as adult humans do. So just, and yeah, our, especially in front of other yeah, people. Our, so, our kids' yeah. suicide rate is so high. And for us as parents to not take any credit for that, it would be sad. I think that there's ways that we can talk to our children or pay attention to our children in a better way that we, you know, yeah. we haven't successfully done in the past. So, yeah. And, and we should be the ones to build them up. So I think, I think you spoke on that really well. So, awesome. okay. And then the last one we have is judging judgment in general from um, other parents, just from other people on how we parent uh, it's really hard when you're trying your best and you're doing what you feel like is best for your kids that you know better than anyone else in the whole world. And then people make you feel like you're a bad parent, like you're doing it wrong, like you could be doing it better. And it's like, man, like, do people not realize what those comments do to us as moms? You know? Yeah. It's just, I sometimes like have had people be like, you're not going to do X, Y, Z. And it's like, no, like, what do you want me to do in this situation? Because apparently, you know, everything. I I mean, I wouldn't say the last part, but that's what my brain says. And then they're like, well, I would have at least done this if it was my kids. And it's like, thank you. That was a very helpful, constructive criticism, obviously, that helped me a lot, that built me up and encouraged me during a hard time in my parenting journey. And uh, that's really going to help me do better. So thanks for saying that. No, 
that wasn't helpful at all. That's not how we help our fellow moms and encourage and build them up. Yeah. There's a lot better things we can do rather than make us feel like absolute garbage when sometimes our kids act like humans. <laughs> yeah. So just like, man, we need to give each other some grace, guys. And like, this is so much harder than we even, like, at least me, before I had kids, I didn't know it was going to be this freaking hard. Okay. There's no like secret book that they give you once you're pregnant that's like, haha, you're screwed. You know what I mean? And it's just like, you, I don't think anything in the whole world can prepare you for motherhood. Nothing in the whole world can prepare you for motherhood no. other than doing it. And so let's keep the judgment like, whoa, let's ditch it, yeah. you know? And, and I know you're, you're probably listening to this right now and you're like, Rachel, you just said that I use the tablet too much with my kids. And it's like, okay, I get it. Okay. Like we're not all perfect. We do judge naturally as people, but like do it in your brain alone. <laughs> well, yeah, I think, I think here's the thing. It's like, these are our opinions. This is our podcast. Welcome. Uh, but you know, parenting is hard and we know that and you do what you can. And when we're face to face with someone that does things a lot differently than us and we're like, oh, well, we wouldn't do it that way. I'm not sitting there going, uh, well, I wouldn't do that. I would be like, here, let me help you. How can I help you? Even if it's something that I wouldn't do, like mixing cold formula. You know what? That's not something I would do. Uh, but if you said, hey, can you really help me? Yeah, I've helped people mix cold formula before so that they could hold their baby and like get situated. And it's not something I'm going to sit. I'm going to sit there and stare at you with an evil eye. Like, no, unless you ask me. And if you ask me, hey, what's your opinion on this? Hey, here's my opinion. But until you ask me, like that judgment is going to be like silenced and like kind of like this is what I do for my kids. And I kind of expect people to treat my kids the way that I want them to be treated and, and do things. But for your kids, hey, this is a whole new world. So you do your yeah. thing and I'll help yeah. you do your thing, you know? <laughs> so, and also if you, if my kids are around you, my kids are kind of wild. They are. And I let them be wild because I want them to have a childhood. I don't feel like I had a true childhood. I feel like I was forced to grow up too quickly yeah. and I cherish childhood times for my children. So yeah. I'm refusing to place those high expectations on them. I refuse. I just yeah. do. And so sometimes people will make me feel really crummy and make like look at me crazy or like be watching to see how I'm going to respond X, Y, Z. Man, that makes me feel bad, you know? Mm -hmm. And if you are like someone who loves me and you consider yourself my friend and you do that, I'm probably not going to want to hang out with you that much because you know what's my whole world? My babies. Yeah. So if you make me feel bad about my babies, I don't want you around anymore. So yeah. just keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> the world is a happier place. Yeah. Huh, well, that actually wasn't as heavy as I thought it was going to be. Like, I definitely feel like some of that stuff was hard. Um, and I know people are going to disagree and I'm cool with that. But um, I think it was I think it was a good conversation. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll get more. So, I, yeah. I, I think we'll get good conversations after this. Like whenever you guys private message us or email us, we always love it. Uh, and we love having conversations about like, well, I, you know, do this and this is why or whatever you know we know everyone's situation is different and we and we love the conversations we have with you all yeah we really do so don't be a stranger definitely reach out but we hope you guys just feel like I guess more validated and like feeling okay about like doing stuff how you want to do it even if it's different than others so yeah I guess that's that right yep that's it cool well you guys have an awesome day and we will catch up with you later See ya.
Bye. Thanks for listening. You can contact us at momsoutloudpodcast at gmail.com with questions, topic ideas, and collaboration. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Moms Out Loud. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe.